Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about cyberchondria. Dr. Google and Anxiety, by reading a listener question and answering it. An interesting question came in from one of our listeners, and she brings up a really common challenge with anxiety, and that is when we are feeling like we need health reassurance or medical information that we immediately run to Dr. Google. It's a problem, and it's very common. It has become so prevalent that it's been coined as cyberchondria. Well, I decided I wanted to look up where that term actually originated. And so a Google search for where the term originated gave me conflicting information. So if a simple search like that is giving conflicting information, How can we rely on the information Google gives us for a more complex search, such as the listener will bring up in her question? So here's her email. Hi, Gina. I'm an avid listener of your podcast for the last three or four years. I thoroughly enjoy listening to all of your advice and have benefited from your strategies. Thanks to you, I have been able to manage my day-to-day anxiety with your techniques. However, one branch of anxiety that I cannot seem to control is my cyberchondria, aka my unhealthy relationship with Dr. Google. I'm currently pregnant and was told at my 20-week ultrasound that my baby had two soft markers for some chromosomal abnormalities. Upon referral to the maternal fetal medicine team, ultrasounds, and further blood testing, the doctor told me that everything is appearing as normal and I have since been discharged from the practice. Well, this is all great news, and 16 weeks later into the gestation, I find myself not trusting the medical team, but trusting Dr. Google instead. I've dug myself into wormholes of researching unlikely possibilities for two to three hours in one sitting, and sometimes a total of eight to ten hours daily. I can't seem to get myself out of the researching habits that I have created. I am also fearful of telling my doctor what's going on due to the worries of severe judgment and passive remarks like, oh, everything is fine. This is not my first rodeo with Dr. Googling either. For years, I've convinced my mind that I have heart disease, on the brink of a heart attack or stroke, breast, brain, and thyroid cancers, and multiple sclerosis. I am tired of feeling like tomorrow will be mine or my unborn child's final day on earth. Do you have any advice for me? I'm considering therapy once I deliver my child, but would love to hear if there are things I can do in the meantime. 
I'm desperate to finally control this sick addiction to medical Google searches. I appreciate your time and hope to hear from you. Thank you. Yes, I have things to say. Of course I do. And I have to thank you so much for sending that question in because it is actually very common. Dr. Google, cyberchondria have become huge issues. The internet alone is so easy to fall into for doing anything. We just so are easily drawn to it. It's in our pocket or our purse. And then we can sit down at the computer when we're doing other things and just kind of open another window and do a little Google search. It won't hurt. Well, it's so easy to do that it is like a booby trap. We're stuck in it. And now let's get to some answers. Let's talk about this whole issue of cyberchondria and Dr. Google and how this, you got into it maybe because you were anxious, but you are actually throwing gasoline on the fire every time you do this. And so you're stuck in the loop. Yes, you are stuck in that loop. And it is going to be a bit of a challenge to break, but you can. So I looked up the term uh, cyberchondria from Wikipedia to see what they had to say about it. And they said it is the unfounded escalation of concerns about common symptomology based on review of search results and literature online. Articles in popular media position cyberchondria anywhere from temporary neurotic excess to adjunct hypochondria. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is one skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. All righty then, how about that? So this is the inability to be with uncertainty at its best. We want answers and we want them now. We cannot sit for the moment to wonder what might be next. We can't even wait till the next doctor's appointment. 
We have to like look it up right now because we live in a world right now where everything is immediate. Everything is fast food. Our information, our health care, everything right here, right now. But our mind and our brain are not at that place. The anxiety that it causes to jump on and run to get reassurance fuels the idea that you cannot live without the reassurance. See, every time we feed it, we make the problem worse. So the inability to be with uncertainty is exactly what's happening here for our listener and for any of you who are also struggling with this. The illusion that we can find the answers because we have the internet, Google, social media, this has all caused us to drop into the wormhole, a deep hole of endless searching and each search giving us more to search with not only no end in sight, but with no peace of mind either. We're searching for peace of mind and we never find it. We get a quick fix. Yeah, we got a little fast food or we got a quick little bing, our dopamine. Okay, we feel okay for a second, but we don't have that rich feeling of being able to be okay with uncertainty. This is the goal is to be able, we don't want to find the answer. We want to be okay with not having the answer. That's the answer. The listener is clearly in a health anxiety mode. I understand it. Many, many people in our group and my private clients have health anxiety. It's a very common place for anxiety to land. And I want to be clear that we can use anything to be driving the search for certainty, not just health anxiety. As with all things anxiety, what is most important to you is where your anxious behaviors will land. Are you uncomfortable living with uncertainty? You want to know what happens next and when. If you can't get the answers, you feel anxious, frustrated, and powerless as to what's next. Do you find yourself not just looking to the internet for information, but driven actually to find the answer? the definitive statements that will finally quiet your restless mind. Do you say to yourself, what if I missed something? What if the answer is on the next page, the next post, or the next search? This uncertainty gives us the feeling that we are losing our sense of control, and it is not pleasant, but much of life is uncertain, and it is very uncomfortable. I want to say that again. The uncertainty gives us the feeling that we're losing our sense of control. And that doesn't feel good. But sometimes things are out of our control. And while you are listening to this, I want you to know that you can handle that. Somewhere on the path, you got the idea that you couldn't handle it that you had to find the answer. You cannot be with this feeling, that this feeling is telling you that you have to drive on, work harder, find the answer, that you cannot be uncomfortable for even another moment. But that's not true. 
you can be uncomfortable, you can sit with it, and you can be okay with all of that. You can handle it. Our human nature wants security and safety. Of course, that is what how we got here. All of the people whose relatives were people who could stay safe and secure were the ones who passed their genes on, right? Anything that challenges our comfort can threaten us. At times, though, we need to push past our fears into the unknown, into the discomfort. Otherwise, we can live with regret or we can spend the precious moments of now trying to solve the potential problems of the future that may or may not ever arrive. It becomes crystal clear with the online searching that we cannot ever smooth the path for the endless possibilities of tomorrow. This is where we learn to live with uncertainty and use our resources to deal with what is right in front of us. Remember, you will do the same tomorrow. You will handle each and every challenge when it is right in front of you. For now, all you can do is gather your trusted professional's opinions and then drop the rope reminding yourself that you can and will meet each challenge as it arises. Dropping the rope is accepting uncertainty, and it means giving up control of the outcome. We are, however, always in control of our emotions and behaviors and our overall ability to cope well with uncertainty. Do the best you can with what you have where you are. It is the internet that has us thinking that the answers for even tomorrow, and it doesn't. The internet, the Google, does not know what is going to be in front of us tomorrow. Tomorrow we may not be able to turn our computers on. We don't know. Google doesn't know, so drop the rope. So if you are having an attack of cyberchondria, I want you to try some of these things. First off, I don't want you to shame yourself. Let go of the shame. It's okay. This is very common, and we have fallen into this from our desire to be okay, from our desire to take care of our precious bodies and babies that are coming, right? Second thing I want you to do is question your beliefs. Do I really need to do this? Third thing, drop into your body and use your senses. Get out of the thinking mind and drop into your body and use your senses. Look at something, touch something, smell something, taste something. You can do this. Let your body guide you. Number four, I want you to talk about your fears with your primary care doctor if you are having trouble coping and learn the coping strategies. Let your physician that you are seeing for these health problems know that you are struggling and that you are turning to Dr. Google. It is important to let them know that so they can help you to deal also with your anxiety. And I want you to remember that it's not all you. You are 
much bigger than just this one piece that is searching and so uncomfortable and so unable at this moment to be with discomfort. You can get there. If I could get there, you can get there. Believe me. I also want you to meditate regularly as a way to keep your nervous system on keel, not as a way to end the stressful feelings, okay? So meditation is like taking our vitamins. We do it because it's the right thing to do and it will keep us healthy, not because it will make us feel better in the moment. Number seven, I want you to limit the time that you allow yourself to search and sift and sort using your own thoughts about what you have found. So limit the time that you're on there. Of course, you have to look some things up. We have to find this little bit of information. The doctor said this and you don't understand it. It's okay to look those things up, but limit the amount of time that you allow yourself to search. And then I want you to sift and sort using what you found, using your own thoughts about what you found, not another Google search. What do you feel about it? And one last thought I have is, have you accepted the discomfort of not knowing, the discomfort of uncertainty? Peace lies on the other side of discomfort. And Dr. Claire Weeks says, and I quote, acceptance comes from throwing away the gun and letting the tiger come if he wants to. It sounds terrible, doesn't it? Incredible that cure can lie in such a dangerous procedure, but it does, end of quote. And she was right on. We have to be okay with the uncomfortable feeling. We cannot always be on guard fighting it and digging deeper. And that goes for our cyberchondria and Dr. Google, too. I hope this show has been helpful for you today. You can do this. And now for today's quote. Looking deeper, we could say that the real cause of suffering is not being able to tolerate uncertainty and thinking that it's perfectly sane, perfectly normal to deny the fundamental groundlessness of being human. And that's from Pema Chodron. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.